Hey, I'm Daniel, and this is Markers on the Map. This week we experience an adventure 19 years in the making in the return to the 2D Metroid timeline with Metroid Dread. Step into a fast-paced adventure on planet ZDR, evading the horrifying Emmy units in the new king of the genre. Check out the gaming adventure on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. got cut by the edge of this blast wave the echidna toy i got in my main mission meal you got a main mission meal i did but wait isn't blast wave like some like i don't think he's real he has to be some fan art right he ain't real no no he's totally real i think we encountered him back in the time warp marker i don't remember that must have been a parallel universe maybe maybe but the juices were flowing And I said, Carl Jr., what are you showing me on this commercial? What legendary thing are you showing me? Carl Jr., Robert, has the Adult Swim meal now. And I really think they're trying to one-up us. I think you've you've kind of shown your... your, Well, Coast live on, because everywhere else it's Hardee's, I think. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I know like, the East I'm Coast sure, has parties. Yeah, they're going to be like, what are they talking about? Not really, but in the sense, maybe there's someone's like, I don't get it. But then if you say Hardee's, you're like, okay. Now you get yeah, it. they're the same thing, basically. But they have this adult swim meal. And these adult swim meals come with, like, a cool cup. And, you know, mm-hmm. it comes with a toy. A toy. And you can get meat wide. Man, Burger King used to also do, like, Happy Meals compete with, like, Obviously, like, McDonald's. I think McDonald's is the only one that still does, like, toys and meals. I don't think anyone else does it anymore. Burger King now, doesn't do it anymore? I don't think they do it anymore. Remember, oh, they used to get deals with, like... ages. Yeah, the SpongeBob movie used to get... Like, when that came out, that was a Burger King exclusive. And then, yeah, but now... This, this Carl just... Jr. thing is, like, specifically targeted at, you know, older audiences. Because yeah. the Adult Swim thing, you can get, like, a Nathan Explosion, a Meat Wad, Robot Chicken, um... I'm forgetting no a few Carl. of the other ones. No Carl? No Master no Shake? Real, you can get a no Frylock. <laughs> I think Meat Wine and Frylock are the only ones. Uh, do they have a 12-ounce mouse one? No, they don't have a 12-ounce mouse <sighs> one. There's only seven, oh, I think, no. and then the Carl's Jr. or Hardy's no. star. They got Space Space Ghost they Coast do to Coast, have I'm pretty Space sure. Ghost. Yeah. And That's I think there's one again. character. I think it's Debbie from C-Lab they have. There's a few oh, they that have, I, I would um, add on. The main character from Metalocalypse, what's his name? Yeah, Nathan Explosion. They have him. Yeah, Nathan Explosion. I was like, what was his... Yeah, and then I'm surprised they don't have, like... A... Do they have a Squid Billy one? No, but they're on the cup, That's a I surprise. Think. Yeah, Squid Billy. That's one of their longest-running shows. Mm-hmm. I do like classic Adult Swim shows. They're very funny to me. <laughs> there ain't no Robot Chicken? There's no. There's not the robot? No, no, you can get the Robot Chicken as one of the okay. toys. But, yeah. I'm trying to think of um, all You can't of get the Doctor. Is there a, a Rick and Morty? No. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> come on. They, they don't they don't come on. That's your favorite show, Rick and Morty. Slander. 
Come on. From they're, Fortnite? They're Fortnite? I don't even they're play Fortnite. Fort- yeah, they're <laughs> Fortnite, bro. Nope. Don't want. They should have had all three of the Aqua Teens, though. Like, that's a classic. That's like the quintessential Adult Swim show. And they mm-hmm. should have thrown in some anime. Just saying. Like, maybe. I, don't know. I, I, I mean, Toonami's to their own separate district and, like, kind of yeah. like team so they just do it for just to be sort of like it's just a, a hobby it's not really well, they need to, to come out with the tsunami meal next then that maybe would be hopefully cool. get the licensing to all those characters <laughs> there's a few shows that i think could have used a figure but if they were going to choose seven of more of the classic stuff i think they made like the right choices except obviously i'd have the star replaced by master shake but they don't have blast wave the echidna they don't have a golden or glow in the dark halloween bubsy like a main mission meal does and they don't have this brand new spooky main mission meal that comes with a green shake what flavor is the green shake we don't know i don't know i would not know what i mean there's only one green shake that i know that's but that that's in march that comes out in march (laughs) yeah oh god Oh, I still think the main mission meal is better. And the main mission meal, of course, comes from Markers on the Map, the weekly podcast gaming adventure where, I can't believe I'm saying this, but we got Metroid Dread this week. But before we get started, my name is Daniel, and I'm here as always with my good friend and co-host, Robert. Robert, how have you been this week? Uh, alright, it's been normal. How have you been this week? I've been normal as far as things go but i did play a lot of metroid dread over the weekend we are uh-huh. recording this episode early the thoughts are going to be nice and fresh um and we'll also try and touch on a few other things that we've had to hold off on due to time for a few weeks now um mm-hmm. so before we get started with news i wanted to say that i finally came across and it took them long enough some of those white chocolate ghosts because i oh, for you some reason could not find so, them anywhere this year <laughs> honestly same i went i went back to the store where i usually go and they usually have them they didn't have them i was walking everywhere i was going to the candy aisle the halloween aisle and just like kind of like the the cubes that they have around the store you know like you know the yeah. little cube boxes that they kind of keep some of the halloween uh specialties everywhere they didn't have any either i know i was like where did you get them? And I've I've been searching for them. So I, I finally came across some. And they're all right. You know what I haven't come across yet? Some Code Red. I always drink Code Red in October Ooh, for Halloween. And that's I've another not one. come across it yet. Uh, that's I'm another not... one I'm just thinking right now. You're right. There is no Code Red. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen it. Like, So I've been drinking you know, that Apple one because I had a few of those. And I got the new Pepsi flavors, the Black Cherry one, which was pretty I didn't like it, but the Pepsi cream soda was good. But I I would like some Code Red. <laughs> oh, I would. Now that you mentioned, I would like some Code Red right now too. Code Red does sound good right now. Do you know they're coming out with a gingerbread Mountain Dew? Bro, what aren't they like? What else are they gonna come up with? They didn't come up with a different one that you showed me that was like a limited edition one. Oh, there's like a Kiwi one that's only at some go. store in some other states. But like, I'm fine with not having the Kiwi one because I don't like yeah. Kiwi. But that gingerbread one, like, I like gingerbread, so it's uh, uh, mighty tempting. <laughs> and you know what else Target didn't have? These new Gundams that are exclusive to Target. I guess there's like six of them releasing this month. I can't find them, and I really, really want to build them. And I hope they don't get like scalped or anything. Oh, man, I don't know. 
I'm, I'm getting kind of sick and tired of all this exclusive stuff. Oh, I yeah. Can't... I mean, wide release, like, it's gone so far that it's drinks now. And not just figures or Gundams or, or, or you know, steel books of Blu-ray movies. It's actual drinks now. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> That's a little too much. They're doing too much at that point. I mean, it's October, and that's really scary, all these exclusives. Ooh. <laughs> that's so... What do you... Oh, I just realized what you, it is October. It's like, oh, that's the real scary part. Know, it's, it's been you know, it's October the real for scary a couple part weeks, but that's the, the real scary part. <laughs> the resellers. Ooh. Hey, but to combat that, they've been putting out the uh, Metroid Dread Special Editions and the Amiibos a lot in the past couple of days after them not being up at all online since the initial pre-orders. So I kind of mm-hmm. feel like they're combating the scalpers. I even got the Amiibo set. So good on them for, you know, putting more of those out. I was I was a little worried I wasn't going to be able to get those. But yeah, the, we'll the, the whole scalper thing. Oh, boy. Anyway, yeah. we got some news this week. We don't have much, but I think our first story here it's, is it's a bit been significant. Slow. Yeah, it's, it's been, been a slow, slow week. We are recording early as well, so we haven't kind of given the week room to breathe news-wise. But we do have one pretty big piece here. And that is that the Grand Theft Auto remasters are coming. I believe at the time of recording, they've already taken out the original, you know, yeah, versions of these on, on digital storefronts. The weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Now, I know applause and all that, but hear me out. Everyone hold their applause. Everyone hold their bowing down to Rockstar because... So, the original trilogy, obviously, they came out, you know, their, you know, the PS2 era, that, you know, time frame. Uh, and, you know, everyone loved those games. Those were Rockstar, I think, were at their most competitive to show that they're, they're a company that's worth, like, being invested in. And- and they didn't lean too much into realism, which I think is GTA mm-hmm. 5's downfall. Yeah, it, it, it's it is it one of those things where it is somewhat realistic, but it was over the top with the added like cheat codes. Like the story was still realistic, but think about it like this: in San Andreas, there's a mission where you go to a secret military base and steal a jetpack. That would never happen. On like GTA Five, no, you Only operate a crane online. in GTA Five and and, and yeah. move boxes. <laughs> but the the reason why I'm saying this is because I want to wait to see the how it's going to be presented as a defin uh, as I said definitive edition because it could look nice, but at the end of the day, if you look at like the uh, mobile app or the PS3 and Xbox 360 versions, because yeah, you, you had. The initial releases, and then you have updates to that, which would take away things and all that. But you know they were kind of still based off the same code. Now you look at the mobile port, and they released that. It was okay for mobile or for mobile. Then they just took the the mobile port and ported it to the PS3 and 360, which a lot of people do not like. I know a lot of people who don't like the the mobile, the PS3, the Steam, like all they just have a distaste for that version of san andreas a lot of people are to the extent saying that there's only the either you play the original or just like this one certain version that came out that's like you won't even know which version it is mm-hmm. so my point is is that i know we're applying because uh, applauding because it's just like 
oh, Rockstar is doing something we always... But here's my thing. They have shown that they don't know how to port their games. Like, San Andreas was a... All their ports were a mess. Only I think people only prefer the original. Uh, either you get the PS2 original or you, you get a piece and you somehow manage to find a PC original as well. I think Vice City is a, a bit better, but I know a lot of people dislike 3 as well. Like, mm-hmm. they only stick to the original or a certain port that they say, like, it's close to it. So, I'm, like... It's one of those things where I acknowledge that it's coming out and they're doing something cool, but I'm not going to praise them because they have shown that it hasn't done that well. Yeah, I think there's they have to kind of show some stuff from this. They say across the mm-hmm. board upgrades. That's the quote here. Mm-hmm. Graphical improvements should be a thing. Um, we'll see if that's, you know, an up res with maybe some new textures. Like, will the animations mm-hmm. be the same because they still want to have the the quote-unquote classic look and feel. What I'm curious about is the modern gameplay enhancements because Mm -hmm. in order to release a game of AAA caliber today, I think there's like a set expectation that people might have that your game is intuitive. Like, obviously, you're not going to be able to do a remake of something like a Republic Commando without changing the controls to be more like a, you know, your average first-person shooter, like a Mm. uh, Battlefield. So I'm wondering if some of the more archaic things will, you know, be streamlined in this in these versions of the the GTA PS2 trilogy. Yeah, it's my if if I could give an example, it's like, well, what do you mean? So this is, would be my perfect example of a good port. I will say that it's the code. First of all, I think we should not look for more than 30 frames. Uh, I think if you try to play any of the GTAs, especially during that era, uh, the PS2 era, the 3D, I guess the 3D era, it has to stick 30. If it goes beyond 30, the game actually does not function. Like, vehicles don't work uh, correct. Like, So I, I would kind of can... like to see them, if, if this is going to be, as we're kind of hearing, a $70 thing, mm-hmm. they're going to need to, like, maybe Add do something more. to the engine. Yeah. I, I don't um, want this to be like Shin Megami Tensei 3 hd remaster where the engine wasn't you know changed not much was changed Mm. the game still runs at 30 now it's a good looking Mm -hmm. game it's a very stylish game but it's still running at 30 on new hardware it's ps2 Mm -hmm. game so yeah i would want to see at least 4k no question 4k you got you're gonna get 4k 30 frames probably that's what i'm gonna predict uh enhanced textures for sure i i need to see some very good uh, I need to see like rub like trash in the streets and in the alleys, and you know what I mean. It's like you can add way more polygons because yeah. the the systems are running on are way beyond what the game requires. They can add way more. And I don't think this is like should be necessary if the game is going to have budget pricing. But like, there's conflicting things that are saying like the boxed version of this might be seventy. So you'd expect you know PS2 games to have a certain degree of you know. Just going beyond up reses. Like, we've seen good mm-hmm. remakes in, you know, Destroy All Humans. Uh, that's not just an up res. That's a full-on, you know, graphical overhaul. So we want to mm-hmm. see stuff like that, I think. Like, if you're not going to change the graphics, modernize the gameplay. Make it run good. Just make it yeah, a uh, more streamlined experience. It doesn't have to be, like, GTA Five quality graphics, but I can see it way better textures. Be. Nah, but way better texture. But also, I would... I, I will say, uh, do not get rid of anything that was part of the original. Do not, mm-hmm. uh, in, in the sense of like any cool Easter eggs or or cool. 
I even say music. I think that they should re-license all the original music because I think one of the reasons I stick to the original original ports like PS2 is yeah. because they just have a good soundtrack. But when they don't renew their licensings and they just get rid of it, it just feels like there's a void there. That it's yeah. not the full experience. I'd count on them to keep the Easter eggs. As for relicensing some of the music. That's up it's in not going to happen. It's no, probably I, yeah. <laughs> I doubt that. So that's what I'm saying. Like I don't think these points aren't going to be like up for me as much because the music is is just as part of as much as the game. And then also don't get rid of uh, cheat codes because that's what made like San Andreas really fun. Yeah, they had I'm sure those hilarious cheat codes. It, it's a lot of things. It's just you can't you can't make an example like the the mobile port even though let's consider high res textures it's not it, it looks very it just looks ugly uh it does because and it's like another example like san andreas your vehicle can get dirty and then you can clean it but i think the mobile port your cars are always dirty or something like that. there's a lot of things that yeah. if you look at what fans accepted from the new upgrades and then people what people didn't like for the new upgrades they should go off of that like okay people really didn't like this as an aside, you know I'm not real big into Grand Theft Auto, but we have been following this story for a while, so I'm just really curious to maybe see some footage in action. And if they do something along the lines of, like, the Saints Row the Third remake, that's a great remake, like, wow, um, mm-hmm. then we might be on the on the edge of just having a really good re-release of these three games. But it remains to be seen. We haven't got any footage yet. Yeah, it, it's one... I guess look at destroying humans that was a ps2 game and they Mm -hmm. brought it over and look at how good the textures are for that there's some true love put into those uh graphics that's what i mean i it's one of it's one of the things where i feel like rockstar should not take the the lazy way out because destroying humans the remake it still looks like its original version but you can tell that they did add a little bit extra with the resolution and the models and the texture where it's like this does look like a new game but it still has the original probably still has the original code somewhere yeah and you know rockstar is a triple a studio these are three triple a games there's the, i'm counting they, on some love being put into it if any company has the budget to make like destroy human quality remix it's them because yeah. look at it's it was thq nordic they made destroying human and they're making a sequel to destroying humans 2 and that game looks just as good or even better than the first one they did that's going to be my 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 milestone that's going to be like my bar like if it's not as good as the destroying humans because that's a lesser known yeah like, it's like will studio. rockstar do what the double a has already done yeah they should do that. If not that, they should do more. They should not be doing less. Agreed. So we'll eagerly await some footage on that. Um, we only have a few other things to talk about this week. One is something we actually missed the last week. PSN is doing game trials for a few things. I don't know if this is happening in North America yet, because I certainly haven't gotten an email for it, but apparently they're doing this thing where you can try games like Death Stranding Director's Cut or Sackboy A Big Adventure for free for like six hours but the problem they seem to be having with this idea is that the six hours starts when you click download Mm -hmm. so what does that mean for people who are downloading death stranding and like 60 something gigabyte game will they get to play it (laughs) it's it's shocking that companies don't realize that there's people out there that are still playing offline that don't like they don't have the greatest internet provider yeah. in their area 
and it shocked me because you you really look at at the North American market. You look at something like like the West Coast. You get obviously like big states like California, Nevada, and just stuff like that. But then you kind of just get kind of the middle of nowhere states, and then then you get southern like Texas, and then next thing you know you get like New Jersey, New York, and like Florida. Like yeah, of course those are big cities and big states, but kind of in between it is just kind of like some pretty empty space and even some of those states have pretty empty spaces like i think some of them get fiber optic internet though which is yeah it's like (laughs) yeah it's like big internet costs big money basically that's what i'm saying like these are they they do have the internet but still at the same time this is one of the things where it's still going to be a small portion even though there could be someone who's i guess you can say live in the middle of nowhere but they do have like a playstation but they just don't have it connected to online Mm -hmm. or if they do their internet is beyond like slow yeah and even in you know metropolitan areas if you're not paying for you know good internet is this trial gonna last you more than 30 minutes after downloading 60 something gigabytes it took me a while to actually get decent internet to download. I remember it took days to download. I had to leave my console on for days to download DLC. That was only like two gigabytes. Yeah. Back in the day on PS3, I couldn't do Battlefield Bad Company 2 Vietnam because I was worried about leaving my PS3 on for like five hours to download an update for it. Exactly. <laughs> so it's I was like, like okay. People still are like that, so I think yeah. it should start when you pre- maybe not when six you, hours maybe four hours or three hours like if they think oh but what if just you know, start blah, the blah, timer blah, blah. when you activate the game icon on your yeah PS5, it's basically. the second it starts and it recognizes that you're actually playing the game then it starts yeah you you can't do anything in the first couple hours of death stranding you need six hours to get comfortable with it <laughs> yes anyway last thing on news this week is that g4 is finally relaunching uh g4 big part of my childhood they are going to relaunch the channel on November 16th, 2021, and they're bringing the two best shows back. They're bringing X-Play back, which used to be like a daily review show for, for games, and then Attack of the Show, which is another like daily thing that they did, kind of like a variety technology. Sometimes they did movie reviews, so mm-hmm. that's cool. But let's get to the real let's get to the real thing here. They're bringing back Ninja Warrior. <laughs> All the original episodes of the original Ninja Warrior. You know, you know this is going to be so funny. And it's going back to our initial conversation that we had today. Uh-huh. When I hear Ninja Warrior, I just think of a very great show's segment that they had called Rapper Warrior Ninja. And uh, what was this on? Uh, this was on the Eric Andre show. Oh, <laughs> They had he had a segment. I think it was like season three, maybe, but I know for sure three, four, uh-huh. and like five, maybe. But he had a segment called Rapper Warrior Ninja, where he would get actual rappers and they would rap on the mic while doing like you know like ninja like acrobatic like trials. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. But obviously, like really like low budget, not <laughs> even like a. Tri- it's like I guess it's a trial. I guess they should bring it back for G four. Oh man, for G four, I honestly yeah. think that since season six went all out, they got some pretty big budget for Rapper Warrior Ninja on Eric Andre show. I could oh. see it as an actual show, maybe yeah. one day. It'd one be a good day. fit for G four. It sounds like G four yeah. used to have some cool stuff on it. Yeah, and I guess they're gonna have new Ninja Warrior that's not been over to the U S. And I wonder if G four will bring back like the uh, 
the Japanese game shows that they did as well that weren't Ninja Warrior. And they used to have like an animated series that was like an 8-bit thing called Code Monkeys back in the day. I thought that was pretty funny. But X-Play mm-hmm. is really my favorite thing to watch on G4. And hey, G4 once showed a Halo 3 trailer, and I think they had to cut to a commercial for Station <laughs> the ID. commercial break. <laughs> oh, man. Back before, you can you couldn't even look up trailers. You had yeah. to. I remember, like, uh, an early trailer. I remember GTA, uh, the one of the DLCs, I saw their trailer on, too. That's, like, the earliest I can remember, like, uh, a trailer for something yeah. before I even had... I didn't even know. That's the thing. I didn't know there was DLC for. I didn't know there was a GTA Beyond San Andreas. It was for four. Yeah, and G four used to show E three. I'm sure they'll start showing E three again. That's where I used to watch E three. That's where I first saw Metroid. Other I think M. everybody, <laughs> everybody watched E three and G four. And this is like yeah. nostalgic. It's great. I've been waiting so long. I hope <laughs> I get the channel on YouTube TV. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. All right. So we do have one more thing. And that is, of course, our Nintendo Direct Rumor, sponsored by Robert's Game Tip of the Week. This week's tip is for an Xbox 360 game, real cult classic, Skylanders Swap Force. Alright, today's game tip is presented by Robert. Robert's Game Tip of the Week today is never mix cleaning chemicals. It's bad. So, yeah. Obviously, in Skylanders Swap Force, you're not mixing things, you're switching them out. So, yeah. I think this is a good rule for the, whole, the game as a whole. Yeah, uh, you, you know, there's no point of trying to mix what doesn't go with each other, you yeah. know? Just, you know, you can't even mix certain, you know, monsters. Like, you know, you can't put a fire one with the water, it's not going to mix. Well, there is a Pokemon that's a fire and water type, but we don't have to get into logistics here. Oh boy, Pokemon. Don't they have like an ice cream? They just have a plain ice cream as a as a Pokemon? They do have an ice cream that evolves into a it's a soft serve that evolves into a cone that evolves into a double cone. Man, turn turn it into a, a ice cream sandwich. They not got an ice cream sandwich Pokemon yet. Maybe but that's I feel an XYZ. Like, yeah. Now that's just Buck Snacks territory at that point. You say maybe that's an XYZ like a Yu-Gi-Oh monster. <laughs> 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 man if oh honestly no it might be an xyz i mean they've I, they, they had a whole frog i think right now yugi is going through a an anime like fairy or even like they're kind of going through that i don't know it's been a while uh, uh, but they were kind of going through that phase they had a whole, doing frog the whole rush duel thing yeah they had a whole like frog and dragons and knights yeah. and then cyborgs so, you know, maybe one day there'll be an ice cream. But like I said, that's Bugs next territory. Sounds like there's so many different characters that could all be in Skylanders Swap Force for the Xbox 360. Probably. <laughs> anyway, our rumor for this week is for a little game called Chuck Zone Terror in Night Zone. Rudy! You gotta draw something! Jack goes back from the great beyond and once again voiced by Tim Curry in a brand new adventure for ya. It's the Terror in Night Zone. Oh, I am quaking in my boots, Rudy. It's a 3D action platformer set in Chalk Zone's most haunted section. And old Jacko's got a few tricks up his sleeve. Oi, Kaloi, Rudy, it's a house of horrors. Oh, and pal, I know where you're going with the whole Jacko thing. This has nothing to do with a certain fighting video game. Well, let me just tell you how it all works, Rudy. Play as well, you know, you, in moment-to-moment gameplay. Armed with your magic chalk and your own imagination. Summon forth weapons, keys, and more with waves of the Joy-Cons. 
or use buttons and menus to select a weaponry that you can bring right into the game, Rudy. Some of us just prefer no motion control. Create your own designs for your arsenal, as well as ability-wielding buddy characters, and share your creations with the world, where anyone can download your cool designs, and you can browse and download anyone else's, Rudy! So what I'm saying is that if you wanted that other Jacko as a buddy character, I ain't gonna say no. She's delightful, Rudy. Maybe not as much as Rap Sheba, but we got a mission here, Rudy! Tackle Jacko's haunted army as you go through ten deviously dark sections of Night Zone, each with plenty of challenges, collectibles, and haunted boss battles! Did you know players can customize enemies too? Bet you didn't. And import those into game? Ever wanted a crossover between, well... We obviously encourage originality, but just look at Metopia. Anyway, Rudy, improve your movement and abilities as the game progresses, and revisit other sections of Night Zone to uncover new secrets in challenging, yet very manageable scenarios. And before I forget, you can play as me, SNAP, in ferocious combat sections, where I can take down hundreds or even thousands of Jacko's Dark Forces, with wave after wave of furious blast punches and devastating kicks. Tackle bonus snap challenges as you progress through the game and customize even more of these astounding battle arenas to share with players online. You're only limited by your imagination in this new Chalk Zone adventure, the Terror Night Zone. You're the artist, draw something. Only on the fabulous Nintendo Switch. We got a Chalk Zone game. You gotta draw something real quick. You gotta draw something, Rudy. How you? How many episodes does Chalk Zone have? Sixty, you said. I think there's like forty. It's 40? a good show. I think there's forty. I said you recently just saw the entire series. I did. I did watch. I mean, I saw most of them as a kid, but I was surprised upon rewatch that there are episodes I hadn't seen, including a TV movie. I want. I want to see what type of. Would they bring everyone? Because they're. Oh wait, no, no, no. Now I want to know. Does paramount because it's on paramount right yeah does that have it uh, does it have the episode with the baja men i believe that that was removed from really so you're streaming you're missing an chalk episode Zones. then i think there's yeah. mis- they're missing a few episodes of chalk zone a few segments i should say the episodes are so there intact but there's a few segments that have been cut due to music licensing reasons or whatnot that whole episode literally has the Baja. So I want to know that I've, you probably haven't seen that episode, unless you. I probably saw it as a kid. Probably no, it's not good enough. See now, <laughs> here's my thing. What if there's a surprise character in this? Oh, Nickelodeon finally cut them a check. Maybe, or you know, since you can share your creations with people online, a la Metopia, um, anybody can cross over. We could have Hank Hill in the Chalk Zone, Terror, and Night Zone game like he's in my Metopia file. We could bring, mm. I don't know, Jotaro Kujo and Dio. Uh, obviously, Jacko from Guilty Gear, even though Jacko is the main villain in, in the game. Um, Jacko was mm-hmm. a, a villain in Chalk Zone who's like a, a guy with a pumpkin head who's voiced by Tim Curry. We know him from film and also Nigel Thornberry from The Wild Thornberries, who could also be in this game via user-created content true true i think what interests me the most is these dynasty warrior-esque snap sections that you can actually Mm. customize like you can bring custom enemies into it power them up make different battle arenas and this is just like a bonus mode that the game has so i like that they're trying to cram as much good stuff as they can into this one Mm -hmm. overall i think i think we're in for a spooky good time whenever this gets announced at a direct hopefully yeah maybe one day 
I mean, they just released their brawl game. Was any no Chuck? None of them are in there. No, there's no Rudy, no Snap, no Penny. No. But they got lack of representation. They do. And they got Cat Dog. Cat Cat Dog. There's a lot of characters are missing though. Yeah, they're missing some of the classics. They're missing Teenage Robot, which is what I'm currently Mm -hmm. rewatching while I build Gundams. (laughs) That was a good show. I can't believe that show was on Nickelodeon. I honestly can't. You know what? They don't have my homie LT Gray. Well, they do not I'm have like, LT. They don't Gray. have him on streaming services. Yeah, that's bro. weird like, too. They don't. they don't have him on Paramount. They have everything so, else. Oh, he would be perfect for that game. Come on, LT Gray. Yeah, Paramount has like obscure stuff. I don't have that. Did you know that they are remaking Legends of the Hidden Temple and it premiered last week? I thought that was being like rebooted a long time ago is it that was that just well they did a movie but then now? they have the brand new show of it and it's on like the cw and it just came out yeah i i think it's about time we got either a goosebum re revamp or a, are you afraid of the dark revamp hear me out netflix did fear street that's like i would say your modern day take on a goosebumps except they're like not for kids so no i think that's no that's not i think they should have one but meant for kids because if you look at goosebump and are you afraid of the dark they're still they're kind of scary but they're still for like funny kind of oh yeah oh yeah i get that it's entertaining basically there's a movie on netflix that just came out called night books which kind of Mm -hmm. reminds me of goosebumps it's very it's it's family friendly but at the same time it's like ooh, (laughs) would a kid enjoy this (laughs) what what changed and this is going to sound whatever, but I, I'll stick to it, is that peop, they'll probably use CGI so heavy in these series, but mm. I think the originals were all practical. Like, yeah. everything was in makeup and practical. That's why I think they were so good. Yeah, I used to watch those, like, every morning they came on. It was like, viewer beware, you're in for a scare. <laughs> Sounds like something the gamekeeper would say. <laughs> uh, he probably would. He probably has said it. It's probably. I mean, he's who? Who is he? I mean, game, Tales from the Crypt came first, right? Tales from the Crypt was an '80s show, late '80s. Yeah, I guess Twilight Zone is the first of its yeah, like an anthology, anthology. scary. Yeah, I yeah. think Twilight. Yeah, I think it was Twilight Zone then. Yeah. Anyway, we got s- some games to talk about this week, but we got one real, real big one in particular, and it's yeah. something I have waited a long time for. Mm-hmm. So let me take you back to 2002 real quick. It was about a year after the Game Boy Advance came out. I, of course, had the basic Game Boy Advance games. You might have a Wario Land 4, a Super Mario Advance, some of the licensed games at that point I probably had. Um, And I was still playing Game Boy Color games because I had only gotten the Game Boy Color in 2000. So I had your classic Pokemon Gold and Silver and all that. But there was a Nintendo Power issue that featured Metroid Fusion on the cover. And I don't think I've ever been more excited just looking at pictures of a game that I just had to have that game. So I got it from my grandparents on a visit back to Massachusetts in December of 2002, which was a couple of weeks after the game had released alongside Metroid Prime. Because if memory Mm -hmm. serves, they came out on the same day. Something like that wouldn't happen nowadays. So Metroid Fusion has this interesting place in the timeline of my life thus far where I feel like I owe it to Metroid Fusion being a fan of video games as much as I am. It was the first game I played that, like, truly engaged me in, like, the sense that I can get engaged by a game now. 
where plot ties in with, you know, graphics and gameplay is really smooth and, you know, immersive and you really get lost in it and you, you have a good time with it. I think this was the first complicated game I played. And in hindsight, it's way easy and you can beat Metroid Fusion in a few hours. Mm-hmm. But at the time, it was just this weird maze-like adventure where you're finding hidden rooms and like upgrades to your missiles. You're fighting really cool bosses that turn into say like these x parasites that you absorb for your energy so you kind of get into a real good groove with it the music was cool Mm -hmm. the design was amazing the graphics for the time on the game boy were insanely good and to this day i still think it's one of the most impressive you know pixel art video games so that's all well and good that's all that was thousand man 2002 for fusion I I don't think I even remember what I was doing. I barely remember what I did yesterday. <laughs> it, I, I just think Fusion is one of those, like, imprinted things. Like, I remember where I was in Massachusetts fighting against the first boss or fighting against the Sector 6 boss. It's so imprinted on my memory. I, I guess it's real funny when you really f- remember when certain generations came out. Like, PS2 came out in 2000. Yeah. The 64 came out what like 94 96 something, something 96 like that. yeah six the super nintendo came out in 90 like it was like so i was actually saying like 360 and all that came out what 2006 2007. that's what i was saying like it's really funny when you look at back like oh man that really came out that year like is i thought it was either younger because gta 5 is almost like 10 mm-hmm. came out 2013 give it yeah, some that time is true. Be 10 it's soon. nine years old next year when it gets re-released for the third time <laughs> Oh, man. Let's not even talk yeah. about that. So, Metroid Fusion. That's a hype game. Mm-hmm. Metroid Prime is a hype game. Most people love that franchise right there because it, it was both worlds at the same time. Yeah. And Metroid Fusion is, you know, in the timeline, the end of the timeline. There's not been anything past that. So, in 2005, there are rumors of a 2D Metroid coming to the Nintendo DS uh, called Metroid Dread. And mm-hmm. this was three years after Fusion, so it was perfect time for a sequel to come out. And this thing is rumored. It shows up in magazines. It shows up in yeah. the, the ethos of, you know, gaming. And it never comes out. Yeah, was this hinted by Nintendo or was it just a rumor? I believe this was shown to people as a prototype. Now, there's no screenshots that I can find of the prototype, but, like, I believe that Metroid Dread was, in fact, shown to people at one point. So, basically, Nintendo probably had a meeting. They are like, okay, um, to either their staff or to, like, game testers or just their investors and all of their projects. All right, we're working on one title, and they showed them this one, which would be Metroid Dread. Yeah. But instead, on the 3DS, we get a pretty good tech demo called First Hunt. It's a you know, playable Metroid Prime on the th- on the DS, and that mm. becomes a game not too long after called Prime Hunters, which is mm-hmm. an okay game uh, by Metroid standards. And we get years go by, and Metroid Dread seems like it's never going to come out. It resurfaces at some point and then disappears once again. So fast forward to 2021 that is yes 19 years after fusion came out and we're watching the e3 trailer i see a metroid 5 logo show up and i said oh if they call it dread sure enough there it was metroid dread metroid dread 19 years it's uh, i mean all i have to say is 19 years later and as by your reaction what we know how we're gonna get to it 
Thank goodness is not a, a Duke Nukem scenario. Oh, Duke no, Nukem this, forever. Is, this is absolute. I, I'm going to just preface this by saying this is hands down the best Metroid game, not just of the 2D, but of all of them. Like, it's so good. Really? Yes. And I've played all of them except Federation Force, which it's kind of mission-based, <laughs> but I have played all the Metroid games. Real quick, Metroid Dread has apparently not changed from what its original concept could be. So I believe that the idea that they were saying that Samus is being chased by an enemy on a planet mm-hmm. is the idea that was always going to be Metroid Dread. So, and this is from the game director, I believe he's the one who said it, and I really like that. I really like that mm-hmm. this was supposed to be the game that came out in 2005, and they're not just using that title as like, oh, this is the legendary Metroid Dread. No, if if this, according to them, this is the true, honest concept of it, which I appreciate as a fan. Man, that now that's real something because they could have just been like, oh, we have we're making a different game, and they're just like, well, what do we call it? And then someone's just like. And I just call it Dread. People yeah. will get off our backs off of that. Yeah. And then now, but no, this is good. That's actually he is the original like ideas still yeah. being put and forward. Today, when we discuss it, we're not going to get too heavy into spoilers because the game's not mm-hmm. even been out a week. There will probably be discussion of things that have showed up in trailers thus far. I will say, and I wouldn't consider this to be a spoiler, but if you are a fan of Fusion, there is. It, this is a sequel to Metroid Fusion, through and through. There's no nostalgia for Super here. They they had the restraint to mm-hmm. make this a sequel to Metroid Fusion without compromising it with like, oh, let's put this thing in, let's put that thing in, mm-hmm. let's put this and that. This is straight up Metroid Fusion. The only thing I could see is, you know, nostalgia creeping its way in is Kraid from i believe the second big trailer for the game and i feel like you can kind of see why they brought him back or why it makes sense that he's in it but i appreciated the restraint that mercury steam has shown in crafting this game's narrative and certain things making sense and certain things being like shocking revelations but we will talk about spoilers way after the game comes out but for right now Mm -hmm. Let's get into Metroid Dread. So I have completed the game 100% as of recording. That's a... <laughs> yeah. That on a weekend. <laughs> yeah, I did do it on the weekend. Um, it's amazing. You start off the game by getting an intro cutscene that kind of recaps the story of Metroid Fusion. Then you land on the planet ZDR. Samus engages with a enemy that is a Chozo, which is like the... You know, the people in the backdrop of Metroid, they're the ones that have Mm -hmm. the items, they're the ones that kind of designed the power suit for Samus back in the day. And you have a cutscene where she's fighting against this Chozo, and then you wake up. Her suit is blue and white now, and Mm -hmm. we don't know why. So you are starting on a place called Arteria. You quickly learn how to do things like shoot, of course, or free aim, which is something that Mercury Steam brought over from their Metroid 2 remake on the 3DS. You Mm -hmm. learn how to do the counter against enemies, and you learn how to do the slide. And I think that my favorite thing about the beginning of this game is the slide, because usually the first thing you get 
in a Metroid game is the Morph Ball, the ability to mm-hmm. change into a ball. What this game does is almost cheeky, and I had to laugh after, like, two hours. They don't give you the Morph Ball until way, way into this game. It's it's actually hilarious, just, like, all the Morph Ball paths that they have set up that you see as you're going through, that you're like, I can't go into this, I don't have the Morph Ball. So it's already encouraging you to go back and explore those areas after you finally get the Morph Ball. So I thought that that was an interesting choice, but it also did enough to shake up the Metroid formula because usually from the start, you're like, gotta go left, grab the Morph Ball. Not in this one. You don't get the Morph Ball until, like, I believe the third Emmy unit. So, Hmm. yeah, Um, I thought that was interesting. Speaking of the Emmy units, you are introduced to those relatively quickly. They are pseudo-stealth sections. You can hide from the Emmy. However, I think it's optimized enough to where you can actually just run and learn the paths of the Emmys. Um, if they catch you, it's an instant kill on you unless you can pull off a like frame-perfect counter, which I've done. Okay. And I've done it in succession. It's still hard. However, these things can't be damaged by regular weaponry. But there is a thing in every zone, and obviously the first Emmy you fight with is like a tutorial for this, called an Omega Cannon. And what's interesting about this is that you fight a Mother Brain-esque enemy, like a mini-boss, in the top of this room called the Central Unit. And then you'll get access to the Omega Cannon. It is more of like a, it's not a QTE, but it's like a segment where the game goes 2.5, and you aim the Omega Cannon at the Emmy. You melt its, you know, face protector thing off, and then you charge it Mm -hmm. up to blast it in the eye and get a power for it. So the Emmys start out fairly basic, and later in the game, which we won't get to right now, they do some interesting things. They have some interesting moves, interesting ways of catching up to you. The main goal here is to clear the Emmy from its zone so that you can freely explore it. I yeah. The game makes it seem like they're the central like thing to fight here, but I feel like once you're good enough at dodging and getting through the areas, they're not all that bad. I actually enjoy fighting them, and I'm replaying the game currently. I'm not finding it to be difficult at all, so it's it's more of a like you learn it and you've got it down type of thing. So it's not like a... I hate to say it, it's not like replaying something like Resident Evil games where like... Mm-hmm. There's a lot of waiting involved in some of the puzzles, like a Mr. X, like you've got to wait for him. No, in Metroid Dread, the speed of the gameplay, the acrobatic ability of Samus allows you at any point of the game to move out of the way quickly and flawlessly uh, enough mm-hmm. to, to make the Emmy sections feel more like fun and you know less like a, a stealth chore. You don't have to do any kind of waiting around. It's amazing. No, it's like when it comes to Dread. Now, because I I don't really I only play the first Metroid, right? Yeah, we played that way back. Uh, have you played Super Metroid? I have played. Su- I've played all of them. All right. So, which, how many of the of the two D Metroids are there? There are four, but one and two have a remake. Okay. And then Dread, so, of uh, course, is the fifth. Yeah, fifth. So with these, how many of the of it? is connected in the sense of how much of of the of weapons and, and just like items are still connected to even the original game or is it just everything's still because also you got your you know your 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 official like 
basic, you know they're always going to bring these type of weapons yeah. or, or items back, but is there anything new or, or different that either they brought back or they just cut out completely? Well, they pretty much brought back everything from Fusion mm-hmm. and a few new things that come late game. So I won't get into uh-huh. I won't get yeah, into yeah. all of them, but they have Metroid Fusion had a diffusion missile that like yeah. sent a wave of ice around doors and enemies and stuff. Metroid Dread does not have a diffusion missile, but it has a diffusion beam where your charge okay. shots can go into walls. But eventually you get things like a wave beam um, in Metroid that'll go through walls and all these classic things show up, but they've added their little Aeon abilities that started in their remake of Metroid 2. So an early mm-hmm. game one is called the Phantom Cloak, which lets Samus go invisible at the cost of energy and at some points even health. It's a good way mm-hmm. of you know, hiding yourself from the Emmy if you don't feel like running which is hit or miss mm-hmm. because sometimes the Emmy will drop down from the ceiling or will go onto the ceiling you're, you're clinging to. But it has things like the the spider climb thing where you can latch onto walls. It has a grapple beam. Those weren't in fusion, but they were in other things, and they're just kind of meshing them all together. Then you got your basic stuff, your morph ball bombs, space jump, all that good stuff. So it's it's really consistent, but they do have some new things, including a new missile that we'll get into when we do more spoilers that is just... Ooh, it's so good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, So while we're on that topic, the upgrades in this game come really consistently. Every, every 15 to 25 minutes, you're getting something new, sometimes even faster. And the first boss is the one they showed in the trailers. It's like a scorpion thing almost. It's like a creature that has a scorpion tail. It's, the bosses in this game are tough, but every attack can be dodged or countered. And the counter, of course, like in Samus Returns, leads into like a cutscene where it's interactive. You can keep firing missiles. You can do big damage in this way without having Mm -hmm. to worry about, you know, timing or anything. So that's cool. But the boss itself, it's like it has phases where it's like it's attacking you with its tail and then it's going Mm -hmm. invisible. So you have to shoot the tail and then you'll have to like cling on the wall because the floor will turn into. So these are very involved things. But the game does a good job of teaching you the mechanics as you go in the middle of the action. So it's mm-hmm. not stopping at all except to get briefings from Adam, who is Samus's ship. And everything's voiced now, so it's it, it just adds that extra depth of immersion. I, I, do enjoy, I did get lost once my first playthrough at the beginning because this game really wants you to explore. I'm not used to the idea of going to the next area before I finish a certain area, but this game kind of encourages that to get an item that you might need, something to protect you from the heat or whatever before you go fight Kraid, which is as far as we'll go with, you know, plot because yeah. Pete was in the trailer. Kraid is an enemy that shows up in Metroid 1 and Super Metroid, and I think is a, is the coolest Kraid fight in this game because it's a little more involved. It is very tough, but he's manageable, and I just love the cutscene that starts with, with starts the fight because it's like this giant roar and Samus is getting ready. All of a sudden, Kraid comes out, and Samus's characterization in this game is so good that she's just like she looks at him and just like been there, done that, lowers her arm yeah. and starts doing the charge beam. So when Kraid roars at her, she just lifts her arm up and blasts him in the mouth. Like I've fought <laughs> you so many times before, I'm sick and tired of this. And then you do the fight. Of course, there's a counter in it that's amazing if you can pull it off. 
um the first time i beat him i did not pull off the counter but the the second time i did it, it was real cool and then you just keep getting more power-ups like every emmy gives you power-ups you find power-ups in you know rooms that are hidden or you solve some kind of mystery later on in the game that gives you power-ups and it's just so mm-hmm. very consistent and i cannot speak to the plot enough like the metroid fusion payoff here is so 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 good that i cannot wait till we do spoilers for metroid dread because yeah there is a lot to unpack here with gameplay bosses but most specifically a plot twist that happens about halfway through the game that i really enjoyed and there are there's plot twists straight from the beginning like you don't know why samus's suit is blue at the beginning it's crazy um yeah but we won't get into spoilers today because people are still playing it yeah i gotta say it's the best 2d metroid by a pretty big mar it's one of the best games i've ever played i have the feel now after i finished it i have the i had the feeling of like when i finished persona 5 like there's really no more like that was metroid dread and it was so good easily at this point the game of the year front runner uh for me and i've played a lot of games this year i as much as i'm looking forward to shin megami tensei 5 i don't think it's gonna top this for me like this this took what i was waiting 19 years for and it was better than i was expecting it to be even and i was i had pretty high expect like this was unreasonable expectations so yeah i mean 19 years to wait is pretty good yeah (laughs) you have to have some very high expectations so yeah we'll do spoilers at some point but because try not to get into the spoiler territory because like you gotta just get kind of basic idea of how well it is i I will say again i really appreciated the restraint in favor of servicing the plot that mercury steam showed Mm -hmm. and i would absolutely expect a new metroid game from them in the future 100 Mm -hmm. bravo mercury steam Samus Returns on the uh, 3DS was was great, but man, they really just, they hit it out of the park with this one. How, because you are giving it its praise, but do you think if you play it enough, would you, if you had it as like, obviously like you have one favorite over the other, is this the best out of the entire, like all of them, or oh, absolutely. is one still rival? You're saying that no matter what, this will be the best. There is only one little tiny thing i think fusion Uh has over this and that is the design of the bosses like don't get me wrong dread has some cool bosses but something about fusion's terrifying like twisted versions of the of the bosses you know possessed by the x parasite are still to this day the coolest bosses i've seen in, in a 2d pixel art game but that's like the only thing i would say that um fusion has over dread so overall it's man i would say overall after 19 years of wait i would think this probably not to say it's worth the wait but it's absolutely worth got, the wait but man please no, don't make I think us wait no another one, 19 years i said i don't think 19 years is worth any way for anything True. but i mean for for assuming that this game was probably like canned like a lot of people assume this game was canceled i like, think oh, it was canceled twice yeah it was like a lot of people were just like it was announced but then a lot of people just gave like gave up hope and then out of nowhere it's just here it is yeah well, in our last couple minutes here, why don't I touch on another Metroidvania I've been playing? All right. Castlevania Circle of the Moon, because I got that advanced <laughs> collection after they um, dropped it from the uh, direct. 
Um, Circle of the Moon was a Game Boy Advance launch title, kind of putting us back in, you know, about a year before. Um, I, I'm, I'm thinking, what would it have been? What would I be like as a person who plays video games if this was the Metroidvania I played? Because this is a great game, with a caveat. I use the rewind feature because it is so bustedly difficult that I can't help but like with Metroid Fusion, you don't need a rewind button. It's fine. It's mm. easy enough if you get good at it. But with you know Circle of the Moon, music is great, enemy design is great, combat is great, movement is meh, a little a little stifled, and and you know the whip attack is a bit too long of an animation. But it's interesting enough. You get these things called DSS cards, which you can combine two of them to make a new ability for your whip. So there's like 10 on the top and 10 on the bottom, and you can mix and match Mm -hmm. any two, one on the top, one on the bottom, and get new effects like a lightning whip or a rose whip because, of course, you Yu Hakusho. But I would say that the bosses are just so brutally difficult that I don't think I would have beaten this game um, when it first came out. I think I would have gotten enraged at some of them, especially... Like this dragon zombie thing that shows up, like half where there's like two attacking you, and the Dracula fight at the end is just insane. But I have the power of the rewind button, so I can enjoy these, you know, really difficult Castlevania games without having to worry about, you know, the frustration. Um, yeah, it's it's not as in depth of a map is something like fusion that had separate areas each with their own map or like a dread but it's all one giant castle on one giant map you click the touchpad mm. it shows your map so you can see oh i haven't been to this area let me go see if the power up i just got will help me clear this block that's in my way or help me jump up the wall and there's a lot of interesting little movement mechanics in circle of the moon that help you you know get past certain obstacles or you know dodge certain attacks but there is a lot of nonsense in it that just doesn't seem fair especially in some of the later areas so playing that and comparing it to something like dread is is so unfair but you can compare it to fusion because they were only a year apart and you see that fusion ended up being the game Mm -hmm. i'm glad i played when i was younger because obviously there's a frustrating game and there's a fun game here and i'm saying fusion is the fun one <laughs> but Circle mood is not bad it's pretty cool i i do enjoy the style and the charm that that's in it so yeah circle of moon was fun it was fun i mean you're playing metroid dreads so i think yeah one i don't think <laughs> it's the new the king other. of the genre <laughs> yeah so it's like i think one's just gonna overshadow the other yeah. regardless of how good it may be or okay it is one is just not going to outshine the other. Yeah, and I am currently playing the second Castlevania Game Boy Advance game, but yeah, there's that. So I guess we're saving Death Stranding one more week just to go over some I mean, of the yeah. stuff in <laughs> in the uh, uh, definitive edition. It's it's not too much, but I do want to talk about some of the interesting things they did. But we will get to that. Um, this yeah. week's main thing was Metroid Dread because I just had to get those thoughts out of there while they were still fresh, like. There, there's just so few little nitpicky things about Dread that, you know, like clicking the stick down to use the speed booster when it was automatic and something like Fusion. Other, mm. Otherwise, we've got a, one of, like, a defining game for the Nintendo Switch. I, I finished it, and I was like, 
this is the best game on the Nintendo Switch. And it's, like, not even close. And that's... I, I have a lot of Switch games. So, yeah. We'll do spoilers at some point. Um, some point, not right yeah. now. Not um, now. People are still experiencing this. And they deserve to see... They do. Yeah. No, I, hell, please don't spoil this game. Please don't spread... If you beat it, you know you beat it. But be courteous to people who've either, you know, are waiting to play it this weekend or, you know, they haven't gotten the chance to just please. Because yeah. it's 19 years... They've been waiting for that long. Don't spoil it for them. Yeah, don't ruin the ending of this game, <laughs> or even exactly. the plot twists. Any of them. You know, just don't don't spoil anything. Keep everything to yourself when they spoil yes. those things. You gotta ask the person. Hey, have you seen or played this to the end? Oh yes. Now let's discuss it. If not, just keep it to yourself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, we will probably try and do another one of our SNES revivals pretty soon and mm-hmm. see what games are coming out i know i'm interested in a little roguelike first person shooter that we've seen trailers of before that i'm i'm just i'm this close to picking up and of course i'm i'm playing destroy all humans and towards the end of the month we're gonna have our tales from the map special where we talk about resident <laughs> evil village but for this week robert would you say we've handled an episode before before we handle this episode i did play that battlefield Oh, uh, 2042. How was this that? will be simple and easy. This will be easy. Um, very big map, a lot of running, uh, very little combat. So that's one thing I wish they put a different map, maybe a little bit smaller, uh-huh. or maybe where there's a lot of like incentive to go. Did they have know, the weather combat. thing? So, uh, no, I didn't really see the weather thing. Uh, really interesting characters, and it's not really that futuristic. It's like, oh, it is 2042, but it's not like over the top. So what I will say that. The combat and and everything is actually pretty good. My only complaint about it is just the map is way too massive. It's just like I was running. A was it lot. a full game? Do they allow 128 people? I'm pretty sure they did, but I give it the benefit of the doubt. I've never played a Battlefield game, so maybe it's because I'm just not used to this series. But at some point, I did figure out you can't just like spawn in certain locations either by yeah. a player or so you can be in kind of like the hot spot where everything's happening. So what I will say is. We'll see how far it gets. There's nothing wrong with it. I will say that with me playing with my two friends, we're actually having a pretty great time. It was mm-hmm. actually nothing like groundbreaking. Like, oh yeah, this game is not. This is more of one of those like I'll be interested to buy it for like maybe you know for you know day one. Maybe it's one of those like a maybe thing, but probably like the fifty, even like forty dollars, like forty fifty, maybe the sixty dollar range around there. It, it would be like a not a day one but maybe the month that it comes out like a couple weeks later i i have always had the problem with that series because i've played a lot of them and i maintain the bad company 2 is like the only one i enjoyed because it just seems like mm-hmm. the maps are always way way too big for for exactly. what you're getting yeah. but bad that's company the... 2 man if they just would just remake that and keep the multiplayer yeah like, that's just the 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 short end quick end like how i feel about it, it like I said, it's just massive maps you know really unnecessary space but you know it seems like they are trying to go back to that battlefield three and four they're trying to go yeah. away from whatever they're doing after that uh, point. yeah I, I didn't get so the chance to play it because i was playing metroid dread but yeah yeah <laughs> but other than that i think at the at, now now at this that should wrap up this week's episode okay well as usual guys we'd like to thank you so much for listening please follow our twitter at markers on the map and listen to us on Apple Podcasts. Please rate, subscribe, uh, leave a good review, download an episode, and listen to us wherever you go. 
Um, if you don't like Apple Podcasts, we're on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and our Podbean site, and those links are always on our Twitter. That is, once again, at Markers on the Map. So, I guess there's not much left to say, except for what we always say, and that is that the real Spore hero was the friends we made along the way. So we'll see you next time. Bye. Later.